Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today it's another request for the Bite Size episode series from a lovely listener. I'm a listener is asking about how to deal with toxic mothers, ones who promote diet culture when you are trying to do eating disorder recovery. Now, before I launch into this episode, I think it is really important that we all approach this subject with huge compassion for ourselves, for our mothers, our grandmothers, and actually anyone impacted by diet culture. Because in Western culture, we are indoctrinated with these messages from birth about striving for a thinner body, dieting, wellness, having a preoccupation with weight, etc., etc. Now, thankfully today, we do have much more awareness and understanding about how damaging this can be. But back in the day, previous generations absorbed this information like a sponge without much questioning. Back in the day, there was very little focus on mental health or body neutrality or a deep understanding of the causes of eating disorders. So often, well-meaning family members have been unconsciously passing on their toxic beliefs with little awareness. So essentially, they're kind of doing the best they can and thinking that they're doing the right thing. Now, having said that, This is not to excuse any behavior that has personally caused you harm or has massively impacted your own relationship with food. So I think we can simultaneously have some compassion and understanding for people that have gone before us who perhaps were doing their best. We can also acknowledge though, where we have been hurt, where we've been criticized, where we have developed an unhealthy relationship with food in our body, you know, due to our communication interaction with a particular person. So I think you can hold those two places simultaneously. So I also want to say, you know, I'm a mother myself. You may be a mother listening to this who is terrified about passing on your own food issues to your child, children, and really worrying if you're doing a good enough job around food. Now, I really want to say as well that being a parent is one of the hardest and most rewarding jobs in the world. I really understand this. I'm a mother to three teenagers, and there are so many areas of parenting that we can beat ourselves up about and feel that we are not enough. So this episode again, this is not an episode to encourage any of this. If you're actually listening and you know that you have some issues with food and you're consciously working on trying to pass, not pass on the messages, you're working with awareness, you're doing your best to support your kids, be really kind to yourself. Because I think sometimes all we can do is to take the next step and dilute the impact of the previous generation. We can only do the best we can. Obviously, if you are really struggling, if you're worried about your children, do seek out support, you know, you absolutely deserve to. And, um, you know, if you can work on your own relationship with food, it's going to be really, really helpful for your children. But the fact that you're even listening to this, that you have awareness, that you are not wanting to pass on those messages, already you're in such a helpful place. Because I think so much of the damage is done from a very unconscious place where comments are just said and kind of leaked out almost with little awareness of how damaging this can be. 
So what about though, if you do have a mother or a grandmother or a parent in your life who is encouraging you to diet or used to encourage you to diet or praised your weight loss, who's focused on all the unhelpful aspects of diet culture, but you yourself are trying to heal your relationship with food. How do you navigate that? So I'm gonna talk about five tips to deal with this. So number one, having compassion for all. (laughs) So I think really important as well, number one thing is having huge self-compassion, huge compassion for yourself. Appreciate just how acutely challenging this journey in eating disorder recovery is going to be for you because you likely love your parent, the parent that may have promoted diet culture. And even if your relationship is complex and tricky, there's probably still that bottom line of love. If there's not, I think again, there's no right or wrong here. How you feel is how you feel. So I think for most of us though, we really seek our parents' approval deep down and we massively care about their opinion And this is why these kind of comments or role modeling behaviors can be so influential. And it is gonna make eating disorder recovery really, really challenging if you've got someone in your life who you're so close to, who you love, who you care about their opinion, and they are saying things that are really getting in the way of your recovery. So be super kind, compassionate, and loving towards yourself. Acknowledge the challenges you are facing. Be supportive and talk to yourself as you would to a good friend. So even if your mother, your parent can't be supportive, you can still be supportive to you. And you have that inner voice and wisdom and compassion. The possibility to access that is there at any time. Now, I know that sounds so simple and actually in reality, it's really, really hard, but it's starting to realize if you can start to become your own best friend, if you can offer yourself kindness and compassion, it puts you in such a helpful place. Now, secondly, have compassion as well for the person who is sending you these messages. Because if someone is actually criticizing your weight and shape, they're likely deeply struggling with their own self-worth and their own inner critical voice. They are likely deeply conditioned by society with little awareness of the damage of weight stigma, fat phobia, all of these things, all of these kind of beliefs are very sort of normalized for them. So really recognize that there will be an inner struggle going on and appreciate how indoctrinated your parent may have become. And also to try and understand this a bit more to help with compassion, you know, notice why your parent has a difficult relationship with food. Look back at your family history, look back to your grandparents, you know, what kind of messages were passed on Was there any sort of trauma in your parents' life? Can you understand why eating and body image issues may have become so difficult? So this really helps increase your awareness and ability to offer compassion and understanding. But I think again, you can still have the feelings of feeling enraged, disappointed, upset, distressed by the comments that have been or are being put your way, and you can hold compassion, okay? things are not black and white, it's very complex. Now, about having compassion for other people as well, I know myself, like today, I feel very compassionate to people in my life that are involved in my early care. I haven't always felt this compassion for these people. Particularly in my 20s, I felt a lot of rage and disappointment in relation to certain things that had happened. And it really took me some time to work through this, to express the feelings I had, 
to find healthy outlets for them. In some places I was able to communicate this to my loved ones. In lots of places not though. Um, I had to use like therapy, talking to friends, journaling, other ways of processing those emotions. And I guess it's going to be slightly different for everyone. For some people, you might be able to really talk to your loved ones. For other people, that's not going to be so possible. But you can still work through the emotions either way. So it takes time to move more towards a place of forgiveness and compassion. You can't just jump into it. And you need to allow yourself all the feelings first. So I guess it's just really saying in a way, you can have compassion, but also you have absolute permission to feel whatever you feel in relation to whatever happened to you. Your feelings are valid. No one else has experienced exactly what you experienced. You are the one in your body. You know what happened. You know how it feels to be on the receiving end of that. And it's really important to listen to that and honor it and allow yourself space when you feel ready to allow some of those feelings and to begin to process some of those feelings. Number two, get fully in your own recovery lane. So you are likely to be very influenced emotionally around this topic and care deeply about your parents' opinion. This is when you really need to put the blinkers on and the earplugs in if you are not receiving helpful messages. So get firmly in your own recovery lane and surround yourself with the people, the podcasts, the books, the good friends, the therapy, whatever you need in your environment to navigate recovery. So you have absolute permission to do this and fiercely protect this space with a vengeance. Your mental health is absolutely precious and deserves this 100%. Okay, now I get again, this can be really, really hard, okay? Because it's very challenging for us to be able to separate other people's opinions about us and what we're doing from our own sometimes. And when it's someone that we love, we care a lot about their opinion as well, we are going to be really influenced. So you have absolute permission to get firmly in your recovery lane and to protect yourself. And this leads into number three in terms of more how to do this, to have some firm boundaries. So think about how you can keep yourself safe in recovery with your boundaries. So you might need to plan your own meals and eating if you need to, maybe away from your toxic parent. Decide what is right for you and stick to it. Now, it might mean that you don't actually eat together if you're living at home. You know, unless of course, you know, I'm not saying this as a blanket thing in recovery. Obviously, if your family are being supportive, that's wonderful. But if they're not being supportive, that's not so helpful. And if you don't live at home, you may just not want to have get togethers that focus so much around food if that is a very, very triggering thing for you. Now, of course, what's really helpful as well is if you can communicate your boundaries, you know, through words with your loved one. Now, I know sometimes this can be incredibly challenging. And I think setting boundaries with the people that we love, the people that are close to us can be one of the hardest things. So if you can, you might want to set your boundaries verbally, but you might want to write it in a message in some way write it down, you know, maybe there's other ways of communicating if it's very hard to say it out loud. But things that you could communicate to your loved one are things like, 
I'd appreciate if our conversations don't revolve around food and body image anymore. I don't enjoy discussing my eating habits. We're all different and what works for you doesn't work for me. Let's not talk about it anymore. It makes me uncomfortable when we talk about this. Can we talk about something else, please? So you can see in all those situations, the communication is very clear and straightforward and it's also kind, it's not aggressive. So you are setting your boundaries clearly, kindly and intentionally. And you know, you can do that with real warmth and no, the other person doesn't necessarily need to agree to your boundaries. However, you are setting them and you can agree, you can sort of set out what is going to work for you. Okay. And, um, you know, sometimes as well, people can respond to our boundaries better than we imagine. We have all these sort of stories in our heads about how terrible it's going to be, how it's going to create loads of conflict, etc. But, um, give yourself permission to try okay and like i said maybe you need to like send it in a message or something if speaking verbally can be quite triggering i would say as well try to set the boundaries maybe when you're both in a more neutral situation rather than in a high pressure kind of food or body image situation where emotions are running high so choose your moment where everybody is feeling a bit more neutral And if the person cannot or just will not listen, you might need to just really distance yourself physically from them when you're going through recovery because I think you have absolute permission to protect yourself, to focus on recovery, to do things to protect your mental health. And of course, absolutely, it would be wonderful to have the people that you love and your close family and friends all on board. But if someone can't do that for you, then it's absolutely okay to create more distance and to protect yourself. Okay, number four, work to educate your parent. (laughs) So if you can, education, 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 share information about body neutrality, intuitive eating, you know, it's never too late in life to learn. And I've said before on this podcast, I've worked regularly with groups in the NHS, particularly around binge eating, where people have been struggling with eating disorders for years and had never actually realised they had an eating disorder because their behaviours had been so normalised by diet culture. But then there are people coming into therapy in their 50s and 60s and realising for the very first time, actually, I've had a really difficult relationship with food. So it's never too late to educate someone And um, what can be really helpful is if your parent can start to question their old coping and habits with curiosity and compassion, okay? Now, for some people, maybe they're not open, maybe they are fully indoctrinated in diet culture. And that's really sad, isn't it, I think, when someone is so indoctrinated and perhaps not able to look at things in a different way. Again, though, have compassion. You know, maybe it's become someone's reality and identity and starting to look at things in a different way feels so threatening and overwhelming. So try and understand it from the other person's point of view. But it is never too late to educate, so don't give up on the possibility of that. Okay, and number five, acceptance of the situation and letting go of the need for approval. So you may have come so far and then realize the limits of how much you can change your parents' opinion. So it is a grief 
And it's a real difficulty to accept that your parent may never accept your body or get on board, get on board in a healthy way of navigating food and body image. Now, this is really, really challenging to come to terms with. It is difficult to accept as we all have a deep need to be loved and approved of by our parents. So it's a real grief to manage. You know, I think whatever age you are, you just are still so wanting like your mum or your dad to be looking at you with kind of wonder and joy and acceptance and encouragement and love is a basic human need. So when you don't get that, it's really, really hard to accept that that's not happening. So if you feel though that you've genuinely tried to communicate, educate and offer a different perspective and it still falls on deaf ears, you may need to come to a point of accepting this. You might not like it, but realize this isn't really about you, it is about the other person. They may just be too entrenched and they may not be ready for change yet. And I think the thing is as well, and I fell into this trap, is you can expend huge amounts of emotional energy trying to change someone or trying to get them to accept you, but actually maybe that's just not gonna happen and you can exhaust yourself and people please yourself into such a, toxic place trying to win that approval which is never going to come and I know for myself it wasn't so much around body image and food but around other aspects of my life which I've talked about on the podcast before but actually stepping into a place of acceptance of the limitations of what people were able to offer me actually it brought a lot of freedom and liberation okay it also came with grief as well but actually truly getting to a place of acceptance, it just freed me up. It realized, actually, I don't need this approval anymore. It's not gonna come anyway. It's not really about me. It's about the other person. So liberate yourself from a need for approval. Get firmly in your own self-love lane. Surround yourself with people who love you and accept you for you, and gracefully let go of the need for your mother's acceptance your parents' acceptance in this area and truly embrace your own road to food freedom. And having said this as well, you can still love and connect with your parent if this is an important relationship for you, but you can have boundaries. So you can connect in ways that are meaningful and healthy for you, but you can really protect yourself around perhaps certain subjects um, or certain things that are really triggering and unhelpful. Okay, so in summary, if you're dealing with a toxic parent who is getting in the way of your eating disorder recovery by being very promoting of diet culture, here are the summary of the five tips. One, have compassion for yourself and your parent. Really important to have compassion for yourself on how difficult all of this is. Have compassion for your parent and understand why they are being like they are being and understand that this is not really about you. Number two, get fully in your own lane, okay? You have absolute permission to get in your own lane for recovery, even if people around you don't agree with it or are trying to promote different messages. Number three, have firm boundaries, okay? So if you want to, you can still have a relationship with this person, but you need to have boundaries and you need to communicate those boundaries. And if we don't have boundaries, it's like having um, a garden without having a fence up that people can just trample into your garden all over your flowers and everything. So you have permission to have boundaries and you can set those boundaries with a lot of warmth and kindness and acceptance. Number four, if you can, educate. It's never too late to learn, okay? 
people of all ages can learn about body neutrality, can understand more about weight stigma, about fat phobia, about intuitive eating, it is never too late to learn, okay? And maybe someone has quite a long, a lot of learning to do. They may be in a very different place to where you are and where you are navigating recovery. That's okay though, it's never too late. And number five, work towards a place of acceptance, okay? Now, Hopefully your parent one day will give you acceptance and understanding and will be able to apologize and recognize their impact if it hasn't always been helpful. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. And we need to, for ourselves really, be able to move to a place towards acceptance because you can try and people please that parent your whole life and you will never get there and it will tie you up in knots. You'll use vast amounts of emotional energy and you won't find your peace. Whereas if you can get behind yourself, offer yourself that radical love and self-acceptance, that is accessible to you at any time, okay? And um, you can still have a relationship with your parent if you want to with those boundaries, but once you can let go of the need for them to be approving of you, the need for them to be kind of saying the things that are going to be helpful, and it would be so nice if they could do, but if they're not able to do that, let it go have people in your life that can encourage, uplift you and support your eating disorder recovery. You have absolute permission to have those boundaries and to step into that place, radical self-love and being the supportive friend, being a supportive friend to yourself. Okay, so I hope that's given you some things to think about and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore and for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. And if you enjoy this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.